So, okay, everyone, welcome back to Dr. Love. It's been a long, long time. Uh, things have been going on, but we're not going to get into all that. Yeah, I quite mean, the explosive intro I feel like we have there. Like, man, it's our, we're, we're coming we're gonna back. We're going to jump in. We're coming back. Yeah. Uh, we're revamping and relooking at just kind of everything surrounding the, the podcast, the social media, looking into things to change, to upgrade, to do better. Um, especially, you know, um, cause we know things have been getting interesting with school, with work, with everything, uh, of that nature. But we, we ultimately wanted to maintain focus on what we want to do most. And that's create a quality podcast, um, uh, for all of you guys. And, uh, hopefully have something, uh, have something to show for it at the end. So, um with, without further ado i just want to say uh this is the dr love podcast welcome back to season two and uh excited to get started absolutely absolutely you know we've had a lot of uh, ideas kind of in the works a lot of um things that maybe we're not ready to share just yet but things nonetheless that we hope you guys stay tuned for um thank you guys so much for all the support um i'm not sure if this episode has come out in between or uh, before we hit a thousand listens total, but like, we really appreciate that, you know, like that it's, we never thought that we would be reaching any huge milestones, but you know, we've, we've been crushing these goals. It's been great. Yeah, no, a thousand. I mean, that is a lot. That's a lot of listens. That's, uh, you know, looking at uh, podcasts. I mean, it's not a very big number, even though it, it might not be huge yet. Uh, not many podcasts make it to a thousand. So I do appreciate uh, each and every one of you. Shout out to our fans in Florida. Um, for those of you who are listening down here, um, specifically, you know, I, I got to call out some of the fans down here. Oh, um, do it, you know, man. Connor, I see you. This one's for you, Brittany. This one's for you. Um, really appreciate y'all's feedback and your support. Um just as the show and all of our content. Yeah, absolutely. So we, Dr. Love and I were talking the other day and we were, um, we were thinking about what episodes we want to hit on and like what is kind of relevant to us. And honestly, I feel like one that a lot of us all out here can relate to um, is just getting yourself out there. You know, it's, um, it's the type of thing where we, uh, we thought that like, you know what, it's, it's beginning of a season for a lot of people. A lot of people are getting back into school. A lot of people are starting new jobs. You know, I mean, that's kind of where both of us are at. Um, and it's just been a pretty relevant topic. And we think it will be for you guys as well. Um, but before we hop into that, um, did we want to get into a little bit of news time? Yeah. Okay. So there is, there is some news. We're in an effort, you know, we want to, we want to be relevant. We, we want to do, we want to um, stay hip and with the kids. And yeah. Stay, you know, we we're not boomers. Stay, we, we got our, we got our ear to the streets. You know what I mean? So we know kind of what's going on. Right. And, and this kind of brings me to this, you know, the world is filled with all kinds of news. You know, you've got, the situation over overseas you have all this turmoil uh here politically um you know everything's so heavy so i wanted to start off with an equally heavy piece of news all right this concerns a man 
who is frustrated over his girlfriend who is a zookeeper and her oh. smell. He says, I have to, quote, breathe lightly to even try to stomach it, wrote the man in a viral Reddit post. Okay, so here here we have um, this just this absolutely hard hitting piece of news here where a man has expressed his disdain, you could say, for his girlfriend um, and her smell, her very, very bad smell as she, as she works as, as, as a zookeeper. Um, mm. so what I wanted to do is kind of talk about like maybe how you would feel or how you would react in this situation. Um, coach crush. And then also mm. I want to put this out to the audience through our social media page. Um, you know, when you hear this, feel free, go to our Instagram at Dr. Love pod. We're going to have a we're going to have an opportunity for you to give your feedback on the situation. You know, how would you address it? Um, but to give a little bit more background. So I, I'm reading this article from Newsweek. So this man made a Reddit post that has over 11,000 upvotes. Wow. He explained how he met her for dinner at a nice restaurant and, and she got there late. She then apologized, hey, I smell really bad right now. I've tried my best to clean up, but I, you know, I'm a zookeeper. It wasn't enough. Um, and from everything that I've heard about zoos and from my experience just going to zoos, it smells bad. Like you think you smelled some bad smells, but it's different. Like it, it's beyond, you know, like B.O. It's it's pungent all right yeah no it is next level sulfuric acid flare-ups with all the uh manure and other fun substances you'll find in there yeah no i mean there's just unspeakable things honestly (laughs) unholy Unholy smells and so kind of the guy the guy continues in his post he he said you know after after she had expressed that she had really tried to clean herself up before meeting me for dinner he was like, oh, you don't need to do that. Like, I don't mind. She then took it as like, oh, you know, I don't have to clean myself up. And so she then started showing up without trying to clean up. She smells terrible. Um, breathe lightly to even stomach it or stomach it. It, it kills my mood, leaves the house reeking. Um, and so now the boyfriend is expressing that he regrets telling her, oh, don't worry about it when it comes to her smell. Um, this is in, in the, and here's the thing. The story's gotten a lot of comments from other zookeepers, ironically, and, um, they've actually said, here's a quote from one reply. I think this will be something that you want to think about when it comes to the long-term future of your relationship. I never had any success dating outside the profession, and this was one reason why. Right now, she can pick and choose when to see you and center it around when she smells okay. When you're living together, though, there are going to be days when she stinks like a word that I'm not going to say <laughs> probably much worse than anything you've experienced so far <laughs> period. Okay. So evidently oh. I, I did not realize like the gravity of this situation, but when a zookeeper is on the record saying I've never been able to date outside of other zookeepers, 
I feel like that's a pretty powerful statement. I mean, they're pretty much just laying it out there saying, hey, you think this smells bad now. Well, if you get married or something, it's going to be even worse. Right. You know, I can't, I can't help but I, this is a very serious thing. <laughs> I mean, I hey, help. I told but, y'all, I told y'all this is a heavy hitting piece of news. You know, this is someone's entire love life all <laughs> on the rocks right here. And, you know? I mean, I mean, that's why I want to know, uh, like, what would you realistically actually do, coach? Like, yeah, you know, it's this is a tough one because I feel like this is such a niche example but it is a very real issue for someone i mean like it is you know we can we can kind of pull this up and maybe laugh about it a bit but like this is someone's life here we're talking about yeah Um, and in fact not just someone's life but if hold on one second i'm going to consult the sources here um it appears that it is not just one person's life Many zookeepers but are affected. There are by... many. There are, okay. In, ooh, it looks like in, in the U.S., over 198,000 people work in zoos and by extension aquariums, as it appears. That is no so, small number. That is no small number. And if, okay, so this, this 198,000 people's lives are affected by this problem. Imagine so, your dating pool. Yeah. If, if this number is to be like believed in like yes. the whole statistic with like, I can only date zookeepers, you can only date in the entire country. So they say yeah. 198,000 people. I mean, how many of those people, like, okay, if you're a guy, I read a statistic, 64% of zoo employees are female. So mm. you're essentially looking at, you're, if you're a man, that's only 33% of 198,000. Yeah. So rough math wise, you're looking at about between 60 and 70,000 people who are men you're looking at about 120,000 potential options wow. total. So, I mean, this is, I mean, hey. And that's not even including people who are already married. Right. You know, so, I mean, stuff. the number is likely going to be, I mean, it might only be thirty or 40,000. Yeah, you know what? That's so a tough I, scene there. Tough scene in tough the zookeeper scene. world. For all our audience out there, if there's anybody listening who relates yeah, you know what? I, I respect your work a lot. Like, I'm not trying to insult zookeepers out here. That is a difficult job and one that requires a great deal of knowledge and skill. Yes. So shout out to you. Um, oh, man, but but back to the question at hand, though, what man? OK, I feel like there's a couple approaches you could take. You could take to this one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think at the end of the day, just like any relationship. And this, this is to anyone, not just the zookeepers out there. This is to any maybe odd job profession that has weird quirks to it. There's going to have to be some compromises made, right? So Okay. All right. I'm curious to see where you're going with this. Keep going, though. <laughs> Keep going. So, you know, I, <laughs> it's tough because on one hand, I think – there is some avo- unavoidable level of stench. That, yes, <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's going to be encountered in this situation. But 
that takes me back to like let's 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 take a step back a bit when we go like ignoring the comments made by you know the people afterwards um with like hey if you get more serious and like that kind of stuff the fact that okay i don't want to just say there's a level of common sense that i think should be applied to the situation but like when you courteously say to someone um oh no it's okay don't worry about it i don't necessarily think that is still the invitation to (laughs) to just (laughs) be stinky just let it let it rip you know especially if it's like a second or third date it's like it's one thing if like you're well into a relationship and then you go no seriously it is okay there's a difference between that and like saying after a first date oh i mean hey don't worry about it that's fine and then oh no the mother load is coming you know like you don't even know what to expect right but with that said okay maybe there is a genuine miscommunication there and you know maybe that that little detail goes over her head right yep um i think if you really, truly want to, like, if you really want to see this go on and move on forward with that relationship, but that's just like the one thing that you really can't stand, communicate. I mean, you can communicate it in a nice way. You can say, and this goes to any weird quirk or any weird thing. If there's something that does bother you, you can communicate it and do so in a loving and kind way um, and say, hey, you know, like, I don't think this is necessarily, um, well, okay. Hold because on. my question is, even if you communicated it in this case, like <laughs> what would actually change though? It's like you could communicate and it's like, there's only so much, I mean, okay, you could I, realistically actually do I to guess fix it. I'm wondering, logistically speaking, how much can we do to get rid of the stench? I know, been, like, I've actually been told on good authority that it takes over two hours like on this level of stench because it you know how like for example right this is a minor comparison but like i worked at taco bell (laughs) i i reference it often in the show but even like no matter how much i would wash the polo in the pants that i wore when i worked there it had the smell of the restaurant like baked into it. And like, I didn't even get anything on it. It was just from literally my presence in the restaurant. Right. You know, I think there's something to that. Cause I used to work at an ice cream shop as, as, as you know. Yeah, of course. And um, although I did get stuff on my clothes, um, my shoe, I have a pair of shoes. <laughs> even to this day, they're my lawn shoes. Yeah. But if you hold them even remotely close to you, you can still smell that rotten ice cream. Yep, absolutely. That yeah. is still on those shoes. So, yes. And I've cleaned them. They, yeah. It will no, not so go away. I, I, will, I will give her, I will, I will cut the girlfriend in this case a little bit of slack in saying that she could li- like honestly probably spend an hour a day showering Mm-hmm. and wash her clothes or wear different even wearing different clothes but like it you bring it home with you like the scent doesn't immediately like leave when you step outside of the zoo you know like you literally are carrying that with you in mm-hmm. many many ways and so i think it really 
I, I mean, I, I think this is this relationship has really reached a point where I think the boyfriend needs to decide, okay, is this girl worth it in terms of am I going to, you know, get used to the scent? But from what it sounds like, he literally is about to throw up every time he even I, – I don't know. I yeah. might, if, if I was him, I would honestly have to have the conversation of like, look, I, I don't have that – like my nose, like I can't prevent it. It is smelling so bad. I don't know what I can do. It might be time to, hey, realize like, hey, she's a great girl, but I need to move on. Mm. Be- or like it's time to sit down and if if the girl is willing to to shower for two hours a day but i mean to me it's like logistically you, there might not be enough time in the day for her to make those sort of arrangements so like right, i right. don't think it's necessarily fair to put that on somebody else who may or may not be able to actually meet that um right my alternative idea is, hey, if you're the guy, get a job at the zoo as well. And that way, you'll both be smelling bad all the time. And that way, you'll just kind of it'll all mix together, right? Yeah, you know, that is the alternative. I, it is. I, I don't. I mean, it, okay. no, but the question is, like, how far would you be willing to go for the person you love? You know, like, Mike, today, if I said your dream girl in every area like just the perfect girl zookeeper she smells bad but literally everything else is a perfect perfect yeah she's like a 10 out of 10 right. but she's a zookeeper yeah but like... she's a zookeeper but like personality 10 sense of humor 10 looks 10 everything 10 yeah like cool. would you would you work for the zoo like honestly if it came down to the point of like okay, you know, she smells really bad. I'm probably not going to be able to fix that. But, like, she's a girl of my dreams in every single other way, and, like, I don't really feel like I can find anybody better. Like, would you do that for her? Oh, Oh, dude. That's a question. Would you be cleaning the bottom of the monkey cage? That's my question. I feel like depending on what I say right now could completely question my credibility as a host on this podcast. I, hey, you know what? It's okay. What, um, we, you need to put yourself out there. That's what we're doing today. We're, we're putting ourselves out there. Plug for the podcast, by Plug the way. for the podcast. Yeah, what we're this talk- episode, what we're about to talk about, perfect <laughs> transition. Nailed yeah, it. no. To, okay, to answer the question, and I'm curious to see what all of our what all of our uh, comments also say on social media so please be sure to say that um to be honest man i would have to see just how bad the stench is but if i'm literally about to puke yeah but she's the girl of your like literally no but that's the thing that's see that's the thing is yes like it might be that bad but it's like if if I mean, it seems so. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that, but it's your answer. What? Are, uh, finish what you were saying, though. Okay. First off, if she, let's say hypothetically speaking, okay, we're getting into the weeds, but I'm gonna do it. Do um, it. Hypothetically speaking, if she is already my wife, um, that changes things. You know, like if I've well, already made that commitment. Okay, you know? but, that, but that's not the question. That's not the question. <laughs> Because that's that's the easy way out. Okay, I'm saying you've gone on, let's say, three dates with the girl, and then you find this out. Okay, How so how am I supposed to know she's the love of my life after three? No, days? no, no. But like, okay, or 
seven dates. You've gone on seven dates with her. You know, like, okay, like I'm, I'm, this is the one. Yeah. Okay. But eighth date, she comes in. She's well, she like, smelled oh, stinky. She smelled you know, stinky. she's like, yeah. hey, there. I, I do need to tell you, I work as a zookeeper. What is your mentality? How do you move forward with it, or or do you move forward with it? Oh gosh, dude. You know. I hate to say, but it's like, since I've never been in this situation, I feel like I would almost need to just continue to experience until I'm just like, you know what, this isn't it. (laughs) Yeah, 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 for sure. But honestly, you know where I'm leaning towards? What? I think I would cut it off. Oh, man. Okay. You know, like, it's tough because, like, it is like, I would not want her to quit her dreams and I would not want her to accommodate herself so much to me where if that is really what she wants to do with uh-huh. her life. Um, and it's just I could not stomach either having two hour showers or like if, if she'd even be willing to do that one. Right. Um, or two, just dealing with the stench. Yep. Like that's always going to be there. You know, yeah, I mean, like imagine you're in a very like intimate moment with her, like you're leaning in for a kiss or like you're having a romantic dinner and, <laughs> and you then just you catch smell. a whiff of just like elephant dung, like just hitting you like a truck. It's like, I mean, maybe there would be some concerns. Uh, I don't know. Like, that, what would you do, Dr. Love? You know, I mean, okay. I'm going to just keep it keep it totally real with you if if she was the one i think i would tough it out i i would find a way um to power through i i think whether that be febreze like i think i would become (laughs) i would be a febreze monster i i honestly think the amount of chemicals i would ingest in my lungs from febreze would kill me prematurely but i don't even care like no seriously like would you be willing to mask the scent but lose 15 years on your life. I would. I think if she was honestly the right, like if I knew like this is the love of my life, I would do it. Um, However, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that go into that. I mean, around your family, your family's not going to be used to the smell. They're going to hate it. You know, like that's going to create some awkward situations probably. Um, you know, what, just on like, like a social everything. sphere, everything is affected by the smell. Like a zookeeper really is a commit, a deeper commitment than a career. It's like it becomes a lifestyle because of this. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. So, you know what? Shout out but one more time. Like, you know what? Zookeepers and employees, I see you. You know, you keep doing your thing. Men and women of the people. Those are those are sacrificial leaders right there. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? It, I honestly, I salute you. I pour one out for you. Like, it is not an easy thing to do. No, no. And, and actually, but, like, it, this does actually hit a little close to home, though, too, because my um my sister, back when she was in high school, worked a uh, a job at a local farmstead. Yeah, and man, that'll do it. And man, do it. Uh, let's just say she did not last long at yeah. the old farmstead. No, you know, it takes she... it takes a special uh, personality, special person to be willing to to take that on. And uh, yeah, yeah, you know. But I, I think I think it would really depend on how much I am truly just infatuated and in, and in love from this woman. But I think if I don't have the absolute certainty 
that's like this is it i think i would probably just cut it off and say you know what there's other like there's more fish in the sea and we had a good time and then you'd go and you date an aquarium worker <laughs> and they would just smell like seafood the yeah. Whole time. yeah which i mean that that brings its own set of circumstances in but i mean Right. I, you know what? This has been a good topic. See, this is the kind of hard hitting news that we cover here on Dr. Love. You know, we you know, you can miss me with everything else. But this is this is what's dividing the nation yeah. right here. So this <laughs> All is I'm going to say talk about no other relationship podcast is going to be talking about um, <laughs> zookeeper. Yeah, I guarantee uh, you the other relationship podcast could never. They could never. <laughs> they could so. never. They, they're not as brave as us. No, right? they can't. You know, we're bringing you the content that you need to hear, not what you want to hear. We're bringing the stuff you need. <laughs> so, I mean, with that yeah. being said, though, I mean, putting yourself out there, you know, yes. I mean, this great guy, segue. this girl, this girl was great. This zookeeper girl was great at putting herself out there. But are you great at putting yourself out there, coach? And to mm. the audience, I want you all to think about this. Are you putting yourself out there at all are you putting yourself out there well or or what where are you where are you right what steps are you taking what are you doing to get yourself out there because okay i think as we were talking about this episode idea you know we're we're talking about life transition a lot of us right now in our early to mid 20s are honestly dealing with a lot of life transition i mean what we're doing one even one month could change to the next. So what we're doing one year is going to be way different than the next. So it's like, how do we navigate relationships and putting ourselves out there when we're dealing with moves, we're dealing with, um, you know, new jobs, new schools, just whatever it is. Right. right. So honestly speaking purely for myself in this way, cause you're, like, you're at you. Okay. So, not to interrupt, I don't. I didn't want to cut you off. Oh but no, you're fine. You're going through a little bit of a transition yourself. You're moving to Lawrence. Yes, good old. And Lawrence, you're Kansas. going into your senior year of college, and you are kind of starting. Like, tell 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 the audience a little bit about you know your college experience and kind of maybe some things that are inspiring you as you're kind of stepping into this pretty. Um let's say not typical college experience. I mean, of course, COVID hit in the middle of, of my, uh, my time at school. So it, uh, it was an interesting process trying to navigate that, but it was the type of situation where I, I was going to room with a friend and at the very beginning, things were already a little compromised. So the friend I was going to move in with and we were going to, you know, do stuff with, he ended up bailing on me. And so I had to scramble, find roommates kind of last minute end up living off campus and some other stuff. So, you know, that was difficult to navigate a couple of years ago um, when I first started school. And um, from there, it was just like, you know, COVID had hit second semester of my freshman year. And then, you know, all throughout the next year, you know, things were pretty virtual and I just didn't really get out there. You know, it just, it was tough. I didn't really know what to do. Um, so kind of going into my junior year last year, um, I, I had made the decision to live off campus, which just for some context for some of our viewers, not in the Kansas city area, it was about a 45 to an hour long drive one way, um, just to get there. 
So it already limited my interactions with people just commuting, you know? So for the majority of my junior year, I, I also just didn't really, you know, get into some social groups and just get out there. It was just a difficult time. So my senior year now, I, I really was just evaluating over this summer and over really the end of last year into just what I would change. Cause you know, we're on Dr. Love. We talk all about, you know, continuing to evaluate yourself and continuing to, you know, introspectively look and see, Hey, what are areas I could grow in? And I think maybe I'd gotten a little cynical with, meeting people and meeting like finding relationships at school just because it was uh, a challenging thing just given the circumstances but um i've really just decided to, to jump head first you know i i've you know it may be my senior year but that's okay just gonna get plugged in where i can um find new outlets explore different clubs different activities different on-campus ministries just whatever it looks like and just go from there so that's kind of my background and my my game plan right yeah, no, I applaud that. I think that's, uh, you know, that's that's one way to look because it's like, oh, it's your senior year, but on the other on the other side of the coin, it's like, hey, this is a year that I can use. I'm already here at school. I might as well make the most of this time rather than just kind of be like, oh, I'm just here to get my piece of paper and then I'm gone. You know, just right. dive in, talk to people, build those connections, and. I mean, so yeah, you're out here doing it. You're transitioning. You you've got you're in the middle of a big life life event. You know, you're also um, doing the show. We're talking about putting yourself out there. You're putting yourself in a position to succeed there. I mean, there's a lot of big things going on. Yeah, absolutely. And do you want to tell us a little bit yourself about? I mean, because we we all know you've moved from the Kansas City area to uh, the the Tampa Metro, the Tampa Bay area. Um, how would you describe your transition? Yeah, no. So I, um, yeah, it, it's interesting. I was doing a little reflecting on this today, actually. So my birthday is coming up. Um, I'm going to be 25. So I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm just a little older. Uh, so kind of looking at it, uh, taking a step back and looking at the journey, you know, moving here and then post-college just in general, I think it's interesting because, during college, um, you know, I, I competed in athletics. I was really involved in athletics. So most of my connections that I had built were from that just because of the time that you spend and, you know, you're around the same people, um, which in a lot of ways is good because you form really deep bonds. Um, but it also kind of it, – it very much dictates the path that your college life mm -hmm. will take. And so – you know, um, when you graduate, it's it's much, much harder. It, it, like one realization is it became much harder for me to meet people. Um, so another practical reality of me just coming to Tampa by myself, I don't have family here. I don't like I came with no connections. Um, so, you know, like as it stands currently, my job is remote. Um I do my best to, to get out and like talk to people, but it's the type of thing where it's like, nobody's gonna, nobody owes you anything. You're not just going to stumble upon like a social group. Like you have to go out and you have to like seek that yourself if you Absolutely. want to make it happen. And like, so for me, it's just been navigating like, okay, where do I look? 
like who am i who am i gonna make my good friends who am i gonna keep like okay like you're kind of a friend or an acquaintance like you also can be kind of a little bit more picky i feel like about the types of people that you surround yourself with because you have to go out of your way absolutely you know it's an interesting thing that you mentioned with like um actually having to seek out the social groups and stuff because i feel like i mean obviously there's going to be scenarios and situations where maybe those groups will form naturally but yeah really it's like when like when you do enter you know adult life and you really just start getting out of you know school and like the areas where you would meet people naturally um what are your options you have work and if you're working remote then tough you know right yeah and 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 like for me i I had an internship over the summer at a company here in kc and it's crazy how like you know we had 60 different interns there and you know no one knew each other so like that i mean most people are just going to want to meet and just see what's going on so right in that sense you know you had (laughs) it's, it's funny you had office relationships form and end really at that internship um but beyond that, you know, it's like, man, you, no one's gonna, I mean, unless like that person is just, they see something in you and they just invite you into their world. Usually you're going to have to be seeking it out and you're going to have to find it. Um, whether that's romantically or just at a friend level, you know? Um, so I would say really, it's like some of the first steps you can take really to get yourself out there is to just be willing to put yourself in social situations you know some people are more extroverted than others some people are more introverted but at the end of the day i think even for both there's a level of comfort zone that we're gonna have to get out of you know it's we're not always gonna be hanging out with the old high school friends or hanging out with the old frat or sorority friends you know it's like it's just not realistic we had some technical difficulties but anyways um at the end of the day when we I guess at the beginning of the day, really what you need to start doing to get yourself out there um, is to just put yourself in a mindset and consider what are some things. First off, it's like I need to be okay with getting myself out there. I think a lot of people complain and can get into a mindset that um, pretty much it's like I'm not meeting anyone. I don't know what to do, but look at how they're positioning themselves. Are they exploring hobbies are they finding new social groups are they you know exploring activities and different things that are really just um relevant to them because at the end it's like we can yeah we can go and explore social stuff but if we don't really have an initial interest in what we're going to then it'll be harder in the first place because you're already getting yourself out there and that can be uncomfortable right so if there is a common interest then you know, I'd say start off with exploring different hobbies um, or just maybe like a faith community of some kind. Right. For sure. No, I mean, I think you touched on something that was pretty big is in like when you're putting yourself out there. I think a lot of times, you know, people will complain, oh, man, it's so hard to meet people. Oh, man. Like, but then it's like, look at your own actions like what are you really doing to even make that easier like if you're like being willing to to be vulnerable and put yourself in positions that may be uncomfortable i mean there's something to be said for that like yes like as coach said you know you've got to you've got to be willing to you know go pursue your hobbies go do something that's going to put you in front of people 
you know, if you're having trouble meeting people, like for me, I mean, yeah, like post-college, it's uh, pretty brutal. Like you get after you get out of school and it's like you don't have those automatic classmates. You don't have your automatic people you live with necessarily. You know, you might have work, but if you work remotely, it's like, well, okay. You know, like I'm really going to have to go out and do this. You know, I'm really going to have to go out and meet people. It's not magic. It's not people aren't going to come banging down your door looking to be your friend, no matter how cool you are or great of a person. So yeah, you are going to have to put more of an effort in. And it's just like, it is a mindset though, because I think even if you're extroverted like me or coach crush for that matter, either one of us, it's still, that doesn't make it necessarily easier to, to do like, you still have to be willing to actually go out and, and do those things and put yourself in those positions. So Right. I, think, I mean, I think for me, that's been a that's been a huge like learning curve of just like, all right, you know, I'm I'm 20. I'm almost 25. Like, I really need to do this. I, I really want to do this. Absolutely. And, and I think one like and to put some of your guys like worries at rest a little bit, too, like even for us, like I would say we're both pretty extroverted people. Um, but it's like and it, it's the situation where if you do go into a room where you are literally like you do not know anyone it's like yeah it's intimidating like even even for someone who is good with like you know hanging out and talking with people it's just like it it can be a lot to just try to introduce yourself to someone who is just completely like you're like you are the outsider right but at the end of the day it's like there's no real expectation and it's like whatever fear can come from that you know that interaction it usually it's all in your own head and it's just like, all right, I just need to go up, just say you're new there. And then, I mean, like, don't be weird about it. And then, I mean, usually people are going to be pretty receptive, I'd, I'd imagine. Yeah, no, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff to it. And, like, even things like, you know, for me being here, not being afraid to, like, go out to a restaurant or go yourself, you know, and and be willing to have conversations with people that you might come across, like, it's the type thing where, you know, it becomes, I think, so easy to get used to kind of the solo grind that you almost like, you're like, oh man, why am I not making friends? And it's like, well, you spend all your time inside by yourself. It's like, you gotta, you gotta get out there. And I, and I mean, ultimately this, this applies too to like putting yourself out there with girls too. You've got to be willing to, to utilize like what, is at your disposal. Like you can't, you know, you're not going to magically end up with a date. You know, you're not going to magically end up with, Mm -hmm. you know, meeting, meeting people off the street. If you don't, if you don't go out and and take steps. Right. And, and, you know, I think um, it's important to say too, it'll get easier over time. Like if you're in a completely new season where like, Hey, you're at a new school or you're at, um, a new school year or you're in a new city or which, whatever it is. Um, it's like, yeah, that, that initial kind of feeling of like, Oh my gosh, I don't know anyone or anything here. Um, that'll pass because you're just by being present and putting yourself out there in the small things we do, we begin to start building a network of ourselves. Yeah. Um, and so when you're in the situation where, Hey, I don't know anyone now it's like, Hey, I know one person I know two, And it, like, and then you just, go out from there um so i mean i would say 
in in the context of romantic relationships, though, um, and, and actually, I, I'd like to get your opinion on this, Doctor Love. What do you think about um, move? Like, let's say it's me and I move to a new city. Do you think I should seek out romantic partners first, and then just like if I find someone, say, okay, cool, we're done, or should I find the social sphere first before, um, you know, that's going a tough for one? That's that's. I think I've seen it happen both ways because mm-hmm. what I've seen is like occasionally. Okay. So a lot of times what happens is you'll find a social sphere and then you'll find a romantic relationship from that social sphere. Right. But it can also go reverse where you find a romantic relationship and they introduce you to a social sphere. Mm, so that is also it true. kind of can like it depends though i i think there's not always like and and here's the other reality too is like i think a lot of times um it's a little misleading like what we see like i don't think people need you don't need like a hundred friends like it, this is not what we're saying like i'm not even saying like oh you need x amount of connections you know like to me i think I'm a social guy, so yeah, I like being around people, but I really don't feel like I'm the type of person that needs like a super high quantity of friends. Mm-hmm. Like if you got like two or three like quality connections, a lot of times that's enough. Like you I mean, yeah, you can always have more, but it's like I feel like there's a point where it's like once you kind of have that solid like two or three, you're really in a good position. Like Right. But that's just me. No, and I mean, I would agree with that because, like, when you have that foundation of people with you, even if it is just a, a couple other um, guys or girls, um, that in and of itself, I mean, we are stronger together in power. So, like, you know, you can you can go from three to four, but then it's like you can be confident in, like, a group setting because it is hard to run solo. But once you start to have those people around you, then you can expand your network from there, you know? Yeah. Um, I will say there there are scenarios, though, with putting yourself out there where maybe you are long established in um, a certain group or a certain sphere. And, like, you're like, hey, I'm, I'm out here, but it's like I'm only really hanging out with just the boys or, like, whatever it is. What would you recommend in that situation? I would recommend that any like that's that's where I think the self-evaluation comes in. And it's like, OK, if you are hanging out with just the boys, what are you looking for outside? Like first, I think it depends how to define what it is that you're trying to find. Like by putting yourself out there, there needs to be associated with it. Like mm-hmm. it's like additional friends. Are you putting yourself out there to make, um, to like help you maybe gain exposure and meet some people that you could potentially get into a relationship with? Are you putting yourself out there for both things? Like, which also can, can be true. Um, but it's like, okay, like what, if, if you have kind of a certain friend group, what is kind of, what are you miss? Not what are you missing, but like, what are you what do you want to, to add find? on yeah what yeah. are you hoping to find and i think that that will like dictate a lot like if you're established in a spot and you have a good group of friends around you and you're like man you know i really need to put myself out there it's like okay well what are you looking for it's like if you're a boy if you're a guy 
and you're looking for a relationship and you're like, man, I don't need enough women, the same people. It's like, okay, so where are the places in your day-to-day life that you can maybe take advantage of? If that's your job, um, how can you take advantage of it? How can you get to know more of the women in the office? Okay. Indicating mm-hmm. like workplace relate. That's a whole different thing. I'm just saying like, <laughs> I'm just saying like, yeah, like you've got to evaluate, okay, where are opportunities in my life now as it stands? But the reality is there might not be any opportunities in your life as it stands. Otherwise, you might have already taken advantage of them. So then it's like, okay, if that's out of the picture, then what are some things that I could do to to bring that in? Right. Is that a young adult ministry? Is that... I'm going to join like a car, like car club. I've known a couple people who, you know, they go to car meets, they meet their significant other there. I'm sur- that- I mean, I don't want to say I'm surprised <laughs> by the stereotype, but I feel like that's predominantly a male sphere. You it, know? No, it is. But you know what happens when there's a girl at a car meet? It's like, oh. it's like the gamer girl, except <laughs> a car girl. It's <laughs> the, car the same girl. thing. Phenomenon, but no, yeah, like, the gearhead like girl, a, a gearhead girl. Everybody, yeah, everybody loves that. Uh, join like an intramural sports team, like if you're in school or even like if college, you know, like a rec league, co ed, guys and girls, like get a drink after type league. Like a lot of times, that's a way to kind of increase your social sphere. Um, dating apps, whether you love them, whether you hate them, the reality <laughs> I was going to mention it. They'll, yep. they'll put you like, I mean, it does put you in front of people that you would not otherwise cross paths with. And mm-hmm. I mean, with any of these things though, it's like, you gotta be, you gotta have good judgment. Like you've got to trust, be able to like trust your judgment, both in terms of friends and potential like relationships. Cause it's like, you can meet these people, but it's like just meeting people doesn't automatically guarantee that, oh, these people are going to be my best friends or this person's going to be like the next person I date or something. You know, right. you got to be wise. You know, and I will say, too, I, I think um, if we if you are in a scenario or situation where it is just you with all the guys or you with all the girls and you just don't really have the other other way. Or like the co-ed way, let's just say. Yeah. Um, I mean, if if most of your friends are single too, I would say it's it might be cool to leverage your friends in that way and say, hey guys, let's put a group together and yep. let's try to enter like because I feel like like regardless of what you say or not, if it's one person versus a couple people approaching a group i feel like it's gonna be different you know what i mean like Like, and and even what you said that's a great point like hey it's easier to go out and do something with a group of your friends than it is to show up to a place solo and not (laughs) absolutely like yeah get a couple of your friends and be like hey we're gonna go to this like this bar or this event together right or this ministry or this thing and meet people while we're there and a lot of times that can help like with some of the awkwardness of like oh i don't know anybody i'm gonna go in solo type thing i mean it does help however small it does help yeah at the end of the day i think um like once once you do decide 
going into like like what you want to do and how you want to do it i mean i feel like this is like this sounds like really simple advice but confidence is key though like you get into those situations what do you do i mean like you i mean well, I you, say, you but... have to you have to talk to people like yeah okay. absolutely I, i'm gonna say it like even if you get the group even if you go out someplace we all know the person who they go and they just talk to the people that they came there with you know <laughs> it's like you go you make all the effort to to go someplace but in the end you're really not accomplishing the purpose of why you went there. Right. You know, and that's not to say you can't go out and enjoy a night just with the boys. I mean, Hey, it's a great time, but if your goal really is to put yourself out there, you've got to be willing at some point, whether you're with the group or you're solo to actually be a, to approach and talk to people you don't know. And that's the part that's the hardest part. And that's the part where I feel like it is a mentality. You have to go in with a plan. Otherwise, it's easy to just kind of shut down and do what's familiar. And I think on top of that, too, it's important to note, you got to go in with a plan, but you also have to come in with a certain self-esteem, I think. like Yeah, is, agreed. You can't just come in and like think from the very beginning, like, oh, this is like, like ah, who am I going to meet? I'm nervous. This is going to suck. Like... Think, I mean, like, I don't want to say be cocky or be arrogant, but like, you have to be confident in who you are in terms oh, of yeah. just like, like, hey, like, I, I do think I, I could add value to the conversation. I think it could be cool. Like, I'll, like, whatever it is to get you motivated. Um, just something to, I mean, like, just giving off an energy where you're not just going to be timid. Cause it's weird. Cause like, even if you think you're being confident, but you have all these like insecurities behind it that can kind of creep through. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, it totally It can. definitely has totally. with me in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, really, it's one of those things where it's like, we can sit here and talk about it all day. But at the end of the day, it's like, you just have to be willing to put yourself in vulnerable and occasionally uncomfortable situations. You just have to do it. And it's like, I mean, hey, if that's not a point that you're at, like, that's okay. But like, recognize that because I, it's like, yeah, like, I think continuing to try and put yourself out there when you don't have that confidence and when you don't have the right mentality is almost worse. So like, mm -hmm. I would almost say like, Hey, like if you, if you look at yourself and you're like, yeah, I'm not sure I'm there yet. You know, that would be a great opportunity to maybe work on or focus on the things that maybe are holding you back before, you know, doing that. Because I think that that would be kind of a crucial, you know, step in the process that Absolutely. maybe you don't want to skip if, if you're not there. And there's no shame in that. Cause like for me, I mean, I've had a, I've had a big challenge. Like even in the stage I'm in, I'm, I'm about three months in to my move and I've been here for a little bit of time. And I mean, I have a couple of friends, but definitely um, it's the type of thing you can't force, you know, you've got to be willing to, to enjoy doing things by yourself. Sometimes you've got to be willing to, you know, take to be patient because it can be very discouraging, you know, like mm -hmm. even on dating apps, they give this illusion of, Oh, there's so many people to choose from. It's tough too. You know, that's, that's almost, that's, I mean, I don't think it's that much easier than real life. So, I mean, even with that, it's like you really have to to make a concerted effort and meet with people and you never know what you're going to get. But that's part of the fun of it. 
You know, I mean, as the the wise theologian Forrest Gump once said, life is like like a box box of chocolates. chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. For real. And Um, it's like you could get the delicious caramel filled and you could get the disgusting, you know, I don't even know what it is. You could get the Turkish delight or whatever, you know. Yeah, and it's like you just could take a bite. You don't know what it is until you bite into it. It's true. It's true. You can get the gross flower flavored one. You never know. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm missing Don't me love that. that one. Don't like that. I mean, yeah, we we do not love the uh, flower flavored Christopher elbows. No, we don't. <laughs> we do not. Although Christopher elbow was plugged on the very first ever I know, episode I know. of Doctor Love, so Christopher elbow. If you're watching this, we're still waiting to hear back about that sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, but, no, we've been know, waiting for months and just haven't have. heard anything. We have, you know. So add us to the marketing budget, but yeah, no, but okay. So to wrap it all up, yeah, you know, like guys, girls, you know, it's one of those things. This is like, this is, this is time to, you've got to, you've got to have a plan. This is not one of those things that just happens. You've got to be willing to go out and make a change if a change is necessary. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it, it wouldn't do us any good if we, had, I mean, we gave some suggestions earlier on what to do and places to try, but I think if we just spent a little time right now just giving off just a handful of suggestions on things that you could do, for sure. I mean, I think it'd be a great start. For um, sure. So like what we were saying, of course, clubs, groups, activities, things relating to your interests, of course, check those out. Try to do them with friends, you know, just to summarize that. Um I'd say, I mean, even, hey, if you are moving to a new city, check out maybe like an alumni group. So if you graduated from a college, um, chances are there's going to be an alum group. Maybe check that out. You know, there, there could be something cool there, um, at least for finding jobs and that kind of stuff. I mean, at the very least. Um, what are some of, some of your thoughts, Ben? No, I mean, you, you touched a lot of them. Um, I think, you know, ministries are a really good way of church. Um, that's a great way to meet people and to kind of naturally and build that group community sort of, sort of vibe. Um, you know, I think also leaning into your hobbies that you already have is an easy way to kind of comfortably make a transition. Like if you, um, I mean, Hey, I like it. I've already listed this example, but like, if you're into cars, you know, you, you can find communities there and also make friends there. Very true. If you're into like water sports, like if you got a jet ski, if you got a paddleboard, if you got like a surfboard, like like anything, wakeboard, you know, boat. I mean, there's, there's this is very aquatic theme. I'm noticing. very aquatic. Theme. I mean, <laughs> if you like, let's, let's see something else. If you're into art, like graphic design, you know, I mean, there's yeah. all sorts of people and communities that you could hop into clubs, you know, um, really like anything that you're interested in. There's probably a group of people that don't live too far from you that also are interested in that thing. And you know, it's I like, will say, it's yeah. such a cop out answer because people are probably like, oh, we've heard that before. But it's like at some point you can't just keep, you can't keep complaining. Like I did, like I'm, I'm the most guilty, like person, like for the longest time, I'm like, dang, like, why, why can't I make friends? And it's like, well, I'm not really using any of my hobbies or anything that I'm interested in to connect with people. So right. I gotta, I gotta do it. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, I mean, like, 
I'm not sure if I love all the data tracking, but Facebook groups, I mean, there's a lot of actually yep. really cool people you can find in those social groups on social media. I mean, use it yeah. to your advantage, right? Yeah. I mean, we already have it. It's like, we can, we can rag on social media. We can complain about all the bad things, but it's like, Hey, leverage it for the one thing it actually is good at. Like <laughs> socializing. Yeah. Like yeah, literally, literally this is, this is like maybe the, the, the one aspect of social media that actually performs as intended. So take advantage, you know, use it, use your resources to connect you with people. Um, because this world, honestly, I do feel like it's gotten more and more difficult for people to connect. So it's not just you. I think it's everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that pretty much sums up all of our points there. I mean, if there's any last minute you can think of, feel free to shoot them out. But otherwise, um, I think this has been a great episode of Dr. Love. Honestly, some technical difficulties along the way. Um, hopefully we splice everything together correctly. But, yeah, you know, we're, we're in the process. I mean, hey, little sneak peek. We're in the process of maybe even moving uh, to record in a different way. That might be a little better for us. So yeah. stay tuned. It's going to be right. it's going to be good. It's going to be great. It's been fun, guys. It's Catch been real. On the flip. See ya. See ya.